0: Live
1: with Rachel and Kate. Spiritual Speak Welcome everyone, I'm Rachel and you're listening to Rachel and Kate's Spiritual Speak this afternoon Welcome everyone, really glad that you could join us We're going to be talking today about the subject of forgiveness We touched upon this in the last show when we were listening to my um, exercise in cord cutting with the help of Archangel Michael. And some questions came up, which are are great. So we're going to focus again on that today and see if there's something that we end up talking about that can help you. If you've got any questions or if there's anything you want to ask us about how to process your own sense of forgiveness, then please do... Um, Let us know your questions in the chat room, or you can email or um, contact us via Facebook as well. So I'll keep my eye on that during the show to see if anything comes in. So, hi Kate, how are you doing today?
0: I'm great, Rachel, and I'm so excited to be here with you and and those who are listening, whether it's live or to the recording. Um, You know, forgiveness is, it's a tough one. You know, because so many times we think that we've forgiven something that's happened and then we find out that when we speak of it, all that anxiety or anger or frustration, it all comes right back up to the surface again. And and that energy is just so detrimental to our well-being and we just don't realize sometimes that unforgiveness can hold us back from experiencing
1: the lives that we really want to live. Mm, I agree. It's it's funny sometimes how we might... What really struck me then is when you said how we might have thought we'd forgiven someone or we'd worked past the situation and then it comes back up. I found mm-hmm. that in my own life a few times, definitely. But um, it's it's very difficult because some people think, oh, well in order to forgive I've got to be okay with that person no not necessarily you don't have to have that person in your life into the future but you can forgive what's Mm -hmm. happened in the past so
0: yeah and we also you know we think that if we forgive that person or that experience that it's condoning it that it's okay and and that's not what forgiveness is about at all it's it's not saying that that what happened to us is okay. It's it's processing through that pain and getting to the other side of of that experience and taking with us what we could learn from that. Don't you agree? Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah, totally. You know, and what's really important is to really to sit with your feelings and feel it's okay to feel a sense of entitlement to Outrage or anger or deep sadness or betrayal—you've got to mm-hmm. feel that stuff, truly feel it, and sit with it in order to even get to a place where you can forgive. Because yeah. if you if you just push your feelings away or push them down inwardly, um, it, it you can't process you can't process at all. So it's really important that we do take that time to really sit and go okay I'm just going to let the anger and whatever negative emotion I'm feeling right now about this To, to I'm going to feel it I'm going to sit with it and I'm going to experience it the important mm-hmm. thing is to not stay there you know unpack and move in you need to
0: feel it really <laughs> <dizzy>. <laughs> for a while I like that unpack and
1: move in <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know lots of people that have set up camp permanently <laughs> in a state of anger and unhappiness. But it's, it's really important we do feel it as deeply as possible and then make a pledge to ourselves and commit to ourselves that we're going to start to work through it. And we don't even know how to take the first step. We don't have to know. We don't have to have a plan. All we need to do is just have the intention that, well, I'm going to sit with it now, but I'm not going to stay here forever. And that's enough. Yeah. Initially, that's enough. And, you know, it, it can be really hard to actually just go there, you know, to that darker, deeper sense of, well, I'm really going to feel this. Because, mm. yeah, it will be painful at first. It will. Any process <clears throat> where we release something, I find it.
0: You know, something that, that I've learned in my work with Florence Kobolshin and, and teaching her principles and um, everything that goes with her work is that when we pull, look at something, something that's happened, some experience that's very painful for us, whether it's something that we, we're looking at to, to forgive or if we're, you know, it's just some painful experience, that when we pull it into the light, and look at it, it starts to lose its power over us. You know, that just that, that action of looking at it. And, um, you know, so many times we, when, when we set our intention to improve our lives, that's when the things that are holding us back between uh, that improvement and loving energy that we want to experience and what we are currently experiencing, all that stuff comes up to be healed. And when we look at it, bringing that light to that darkness of pain, it does start to lose its power, and that's typically as bad as it gets. You know, that's as painful as it's going to be. And when we, when we start looking through it more and processing through it, it, all that pain really starts to subside. But so many times when that pain initially comes up, we throw up our hands and go, oh, no, this is too hard, I can't do this, because it's just mm-hmm. too painful. But if we would understand that this is really as bad as it's going to get, let's look at it more. You know, Rachel, you and I have talked many times about quantum physics and how the observation of something changes the way it ultimately reacts. And that same thing happens with energy and and experiences and feelings and emotions that we want to ultimately forgive and heal. Don't you agree?
1: Yeah. It's, absolutely true when we look at anything with complete clarity and honesty you know we're not going to convince ourselves of anything that's not true if we look at something just really how it is and really know exactly how we feel about what happened we then start to be able to articulate what it is about the situation that's not okay and Mm -hmm. then and then we can make that commitment and start to feel the shift, because we're examining it, we're turning it over, we're really looking at it very closely and honestly, then it becomes really easy to make that commitment to yourself to do whatever you've got to do to make it feel better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, And yeah. something that really helped me, the, the one thing I learned that really helped me was this. That forgiveness is for you and it's not for anyone else and that was such a relief like a burden had been lifted mm-hmm. because I felt that forgiveness was supposed to be about the other person mm-hmm. and if you can't be okay with what that other person did or whatever the situation is for you how do you then move forward well when I learned that forgiveness was for me, for my sake, and not for the other person, wow, did that make it easier?
0: hmm absolutely. You know, I, I heard something years ago that really opened my eyes to the true meaning of forgiveness and holding on to unforgiveness, and that was that when we hold someone or some situation well, someone, in unforgiveness, it's like we take poison and expect that other person to die. Yeah. And when I heard that, man, it just really opened my eyes to what I'm, not only the whole bigger picture of forgiveness and unforgiveness, but what I'm actually even doing to my body.
1: Yeah. Yeah powerful
0: stuff, right? When you just sit for a minute and let that sink in. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it opens that door to doing something different. You know, that um, saying of trying to do something over and uh, trying to make a change, but doing something the same way over and over again, expecting something different. It's just not going to happen, and we try to do that and mask it in so many ways. But yet, when we come back to that root energy of "I'm holding this in unforgiveness, this whatever happened to us," you know, it, it's we can clearly see where we're holding ourselves back from experiencing true joy in our lives. You know, I've I've shared with the my listeners for and following people, you know, my community for years that um, when I was married to my my daughter's dad um, back in 1988 and 89, discovering that he had a drug problem, leaving him and his drug problem went to meth. And, you know, having seen people in caskets that look better than he did, meth is, is a horrible, horrible illness. And it does become an illness in the end. And holding so many things against him and and being so afraid for our safety and, and all those horrible things. And then when he got clean and was better, he was still holding on to all that pain and frustration and anger toward him and working through that to forgive and move on. And then finding out years later that I still held on to a little of that. And being absolutely shocked that, oh, wow, I'm still holding on to that. I have really got to let that go. And processing through it and knowing that, you know, it was an experience and it doesn't define me. It's just a part of my life at that time. And we both, you know, we we all three lived through it. And just moving forward and feeling the joy and happiness, feeling my entire being. Having really let that go. Yeah, yeah,
1: and it's it's it, you get a feeling, a real feel sense, don't you, of release when you do finally let go of something.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: You know, it's like yeah, if we it do ent- some ourselves, and, and we we think, well, I'm not sure if I feel any different. Well, then you're not quite there yet. Mhm.
0: Yeah, because when I finally let it go the the joy that took over was unexpected because that you know that experience in my life I mean it, it went on for years so that all that pain was was very ingrained in who I was in my daily experience even though I didn't realize it because it was at a subconscious level and then bringing it forward processing through it letting it go completely and healing that was such a shift in my internal subconscious probably even dna level of energy that it was it was such a miraculous, miraculous feeling having being on the other side of that that i i teach about forgiveness and unforgiveness and holding on to it and not even knowing that you are because it is such a big deal in moving forward with our lives
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, with forgiveness what you're after is to find peace, right? Mhm. Mhm. And I think learning to detach a little and and to take things less personally within a situation like that. Whether we realize we're doing it or not, sometimes I think that's the key. Mm-hmm. Because you're deciding to change how you feel about it. You're changing your inner dialogue, your your story, from mm-hmm. one of feeling aggrieved or that this has been done to you.
0: Mm-hmm, something victim mentality, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah you, you're flipping it and changing it to something where you're just taking it as a life experience. And as such, it's not a personal thing. It wasn't done to you. I mean, quite often the people that hurt us are so wrapped up in their own narrative about why they feel they need to act the way they act and they're seeing things in the world through their filter which might be you know a bit cloudy we're just caught in the crossfire quite often
0: mm-hmm. and it's
1: not that they've actually meant to directly hurt us personally so sometimes there's that aspect to look at as well that maybe we need to look at what they're going through and what they or what just what their filter might be you know is their filter clouded mm-hmm. What is their perception of the world? What's their motivation behind whatever it is they've done?
0: Yeah. And when we do that, and many times...
1: Initially.
0: I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, it doesn't help it, us hurt less initially, but in time we can come to see why they may have done what they did, even if we don't understand
0: it. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't make it okay. It just no. helps us to open our hearts to, you know, we're all one, where our energies are all intertwined. And when we look back at it, I mean, I look back at what happened with us and, and other times when, you know, I felt like a victim, you know, I've taken that victim um, energy. Uh, I look back and, and the person that I was interacting with, they're experiencing some kind of pain. And like yeah. you said, I, I was just got I, I was collateral damage in it and did they set out that morning to, you know, do or say something to me that was going to be awful? No, nobody does that. It's it's usually just a reaction kind of thing and sometimes it just snowballs and they don't know how to get out of it.
1: Yeah. And there's also the thing that you know, the old adage, we hurt the people we love the most because hmm. if we can act out with the people we love the most, we know they're pretty much going to forgive us.
0: doesn't make <laughs> it okay.
1: Just not make it okay. Like mm-hmm. you say, you know, it's not okay. It doesn't mean you're condoning it. But sometimes if you see that they are doing it purely because they might even feel it's, they're in a safe space with you to be able to say and do those things, it mm-hmm. can even come from that place subconsciously, which is not great for being on the receiving end but again you know that person if if they've got lots of issues they might think okay well i need to let this out somewhere okay this person can take it and then you find yourself on the receiving end
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: but yeah again that's not because it's personal it's often because they are just seeing things from their point of view i mean we're in a I think, I think was it you that said this to me, Kate, that we're in a, the age of the selfie? We're in the selfie age.
0: Oh, no, it wasn't me, but you're right. I like that, yeah. <laughs> that pretty much that. describes it, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, we're in the selfie age, and it means that people are very rarely looking any further than their own needs when something happens. And, you know, a sense of community is less than it used to be so when mm-hmm. people do the things they do quite often they're not looking past the end of their own nose
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: and they're not even thinking about the collateral damage that's going to happen when they do the things they do to others that they so
0: love. Yeah. so many times they're in survival mode
1: yeah yeah there's more and more of that happening now as well you know when People have experienced, you know, something negative happened to them time and time again and life has become harder and harder no matter what they do to help themselves. Things keep going downwards. Well, eventually they are going to hit that rock bottom level and they are going to go into survival mode, which usually means, well, screw everyone else. I've got to take care of me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's okay for a short period of time, but you can't stay there either. Yeah. <laughs> that's the place to
0: because that can and you know, know what I find? Some, something I find too, Rachel, is that when we're in, we, it's like, almost like we're sneaking into that survival mode. We don't even know we're there. You know, mm. we're operating with so much fear that it's it's overwhelming, and we don't realize that we're in that survival mode until we start coming out of it, or we don't realize until we look back at how we've behaved towards other people or how we've made them feel or, you know, our actions or even just our energy just walking into the room. I know my daughter is so powerful with her energy that she can walk into a room and, man, if she's upset, angry about something, everybody in the room can feel it just because she walked in. And it's not even so much by her body language. It's just that her energy projects so powerfully that you can feel it. I remember when she was um, probably middle school, if she was mad, especially at me, I couldn't even stand next to her in a grocery line because the energy would just be so powerful for me. And that was was eye-opening at just how powerful our energy is. I'd never experienced that with anyone like that before. She's well, and we all have that, but it for between the two of us it was just so clear and feel you know feeling it,
1: yeah, I know that feeling, um you know, I know people that if they're in a bad mood, you know about it, they don't have to open their mouth, you know <laughs> just this,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like you described this radiation of energy, and you
0: yeah.
1: know it's it's so there's so many subtleties to how we interact with each other and you're right sometimes you don't even notice that you've gone into that survival mode or you may not even notice that you're radiating that kind of energy you know mm-hmm. it's it's really important I think that we, we get the right perspective on what's happening with us you know I talk mm-hmm. about this mentally quite often But, you know, when you've got like 3,000 things to do, so you're looking at messages on your phone, you're thinking about you've got to go to the supermarket on the way home from work, you're thinking about your work that you've got to do. You know, you're distracted constantly and you're kind of living one step into the future all of the time. But when we do go quiet and we just get mindful and we just experience the moment, i.e. what's happening around me right now, how do I feel? You know, where am I holding tension in my body? Mm-hmm. Just simple things like that. When we get that, we get the right perspective on what's happening, on what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. And then you could try to recognize that your primary distress is coming from the hurt feelings, the physical upset, and the thoughts that you're suffering right now in the moment. Mm-hmm. And that's a biggie, you know. that When yeah. the penny drops, like for me... I was like, whoa, this is actually all about how I'm feeling and how it's affecting my physical body and mind. It's not Mm -hmm. about what's happening to me. You know, this is the difference between people who can go through terrible traumas in life and seem kind of unaffected by it and the people that go through lesser traumas in life but they turn into a shell shell of the former self because they've internalised it. So Mm -hmm. it's about what you're suffering now and how you feel about it, not what offended you or hurt you, whether it was minutes or years ago. Mm -hmm. So when we do step into forgiveness, it helps to heal those hurt feelings and shut down that fight or flight response, because that's another thing that happens. The fight or flight response often kicks in and makes us feel worse when we're feeling resentful or angry with somebody you know the adrenaline kicks in in our bodies and if that's going on for a period of time and never really calms down you end up with adrenal fatigue and that's a whole host of other physical symptoms and problems that you end up with as well
0: yeah oh my goodness yes you know one of the things that I've learned that helps really helps me and is just when I, I start feeling that resistance and anxiousness in my body, no matter what's going on, whether it's something from the past that I'm holding in unforgiveness towards someone or something or, you know, just not being in agreement of something that's happening right in this moment, taking that step back and taking some deep breaths, really deep breaths and then fully exhaling and I've found that, you know, if I can do that ten times, you know, taking some deep breath, a deep breath, hold it for a second or two, and absolutely fully releasing it until I'm, you know, just tightening those tummy muscles, that it, it just dissipates that resistance and brings more clarity of thought. And then I can actually look at what I was experiencing, and then I'm in control of those emotions instead of those emotions controlling me yeah what, what's your favorite tip Rachel that you do
1: well I try to I, I take a firefighter response <laughs> approach to stress and feeling upset and hurt so if I feel upset in that moment I make sure that I just do something really quick to just soothe that fight or flight response that adrenaline surge you know like when we say we feel the red mist descend or we start to feel anger rise that's because our adrenaline's kicking in and firing up Mm. and so it's important to do something to kind of neutralize that toxicity because it's not good adrenaline it's not fueling us up running away from a dinosaur like we did back in the day which is why we have adrenaline (laughs) you know we're not going to be someone's lunch We literally have to diffuse that. So I just, first thing I'll do is I'll just go quiet. I'll go and find a quiet corner somewhere if I'm somewhere busy and I'll just sit and I'll breathe and I'll just listen to my body and and work out how I'm feeling, where the physical um, unpleasant feelings are in my body. And then I will, because I'm attuned to Reiki healing energy, I'm a Reiki practitioner and a Rahani healing practitioner, first thing i do is i kick those two up i I just let that fire up and i'll allow the energy to flow to wherever i'm feeling that sense of upset unforgiveness or unhappiness and i I don't need to do it for long i can just do it for a couple of minutes and i start to feel different i start to feel calm again then i'll Mm. sit with how i'm feeling about something the first question i ask myself is am i going to be upset about this in five weeks, five months, or five years' time? And if the answer <laughs> is pretty much, no, not really, i just I just give myself a reality check. I, I, I try to detach from the outcome of the situation. If someone has done something to upset me, I realise that I've got to pretty much give up expecting things from other people that they don't choose to give. And that's a biggie. If a person upset me, I have to just look at, okay, well, yeah, I just need to give up expecting things from this person. That They're not choosing to give me any of this. So you've got to look at how they're behaving. And I look at how they're behaving and I say to myself, was this personally directed at me or was this just a case of me being in the environment and being collateral damage because their issues are what's the real issue? And again, that's usually the case. So i just send love, you know, and it doesn't, again, it doesn't mean I'm condoning their actions. It doesn't mean I approve of what they're doing. But I will send love and I will send healing energy to that person or the situation, whatever it is, Now, no matter how big or small. Uh, yeah, how big or small. It could be something global and you just send love to it. And then that helps mm-hmm. to make you feel better because you're doing mm-hmm. something constructive so that's how I tend to handle things and that that does work for me occasionally things from the past will come up and again I'll have to sit with that sit and feel that feeling that unpleasant feeling fully and then I can just put my energy into looking for some way to heal that experience mm.
0: Well, you know that you just mentioned sending love, and that is so important. You know, there are times that things happen that the very last thing in the world we want to do is send love to somebody or something, but that is yeah. the most powerful thing we can do because we're wanting to create a higher outcome. Like you said, it's not condoning what's happening or what they've done. It's it's with that intention of creating a higher outcome. And when we can shift out of the anything less than love energy, which is that Fear or anger or sadness, feelings of betrayal, whatever those emotions are that are less than love, they're fear. And when we can shift that energy to love instead of fear by sending love for that higher outcome, it completely changes our energy, shifting it into that higher state of love to create the higher outcome, to experience more love in our own lives and to attract more love to us. Because when we stay in that less than love fear energy, that's all we can create It's more experiences that are laced with that fear and that maybe it was sadness or betrayal or anger, whatever it is that is less than love, we're creating more of that in our lives and we really don't want to do that.
1: Yeah, it's it's really important as well that we don't mentally replay our hurts over and over and over. If we keep telling ourselves that we're hurt, we don't really put into practice any new ways to move ourselves out of that. So instead of focusing on my wounded feelings or the sense of hurt, I tend to look for something, no matter how small, that's beautiful or kind that's around me, elsewhere. So this is about taking your power back from the situation, even if it's a situation that has left you feeling very powerless. <clears throat> Excuse me. You've got to remember, most of us have some kind of non-negotiable rules that, about, you know, our health or what we expect from other people and how they should behave towards us. And we tend to treat the world as we find it. So we have to remind ourselves in those moments when we feel powerless that we can still send thoughts up, whether it's to God, the angels, whatever you believe a higher power is that can help you, that you send thoughts up that you ask for health and love and prosperity and peace, whatever it is you need through you know, your efforts to meet the universe halfway to work at this to get them to come into your life. You, know, you might not have any power in the situation in a practical sense, depending on what it is. But it's so important that you put your energy into looking for another way to move yourself out of that, to have some sense of power in your life and control. So the first step, I find, is just don't replay it. Don't keep going over and over again about how hurt you are, about how unjust the situation is, because if you stay in that, you've got to feel it, but you can't stay there. You don't get any new ways. To move forward, you're just repeating the old feelings and the sense of powerlessness,
0: mhm, mhm, yeah, and you know one of the things that I've heard so many times from clients you know they want to confront the person that they've they're holding in unforgiveness. And they want to tell them, you know, that they've forgiven them. And that opens a whole nother can of worms, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that uh, so many times it doesn't really go the way they wanted it to go. And what we have to realize is that the unforgiveness, shifting to forgiveness, you know, moving from that energy of holding that victim's mentality and energy in our bodies as unforgiveness shifting from that to the forgiveness still has nothing to do with them it's all about us Mm -hmm. so confronting them and telling them well i've forgiven you for this awful thing that you did to me you know in their mind maybe they didn't do anything to you and it just becomes something more than what it was and and then we have to forgive for that you know so we have to remember that forgiving someone isn't about them. It's about us. You know, everything is, and, and I don't <clears throat> mean to go into that, that selfie, selfie world, but it is about us. It's about our energy and what are we existing in at this moment and, and five minutes from now. What are we going to be creating Well, we want wonderful things in our lives. So what energies are we holding on to that's less than love, things that we feel that resistance in our bodies? You know, I can look back at the things that happened with my ex-husband and all that fear that we experienced then, and I don't feel anything in my body. It was just an experience. There's no more of that choking, oh, my God, how did I live through that? All that's gone. And and I can feel happy now, not because those things happen, but because I'm on the other side of it. And so many times, you know, things happen to us that we just don't know how we'll we'll ever overcome it. It's such trauma. But, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. And if we want to move through that and, and actually experience happiness in our lives, that's our choice. Or we can choose to wallow in what happened before and spend the rest of our lives like that, recreating over and over again those those horrible feelings that we don't like. You know, it's up to us. What do we really want? Yeah.
1: And
0: that, the most
1: powerful word you used there was choice. Mm-hmm. Because whether it's conscious rational mind choice or subconscious choice we do get to choose whether we stay in that energy or whether we decide hell no i don't want to feel like this anymore <laughs> so i to work on myself to feel differently about whatever was done to me or my perception that it was done to me you know sometimes by being objective and just taking that step back and looking at the situation as if it was happening to someone else we can honestly see if we need to really be feeling those feelings of hurt as deeply as we do. You know, I mean, I know some people that could take offence to anything and make it about them and make it personal when really that's not how the world is working around them, but that's their perception of it. Mm -hmm. And so if we understand that, that our perception of the world forms our core belief about everything, we can correct ourselves. We can look with absolute objectivity when we feel those deep moments of hurt and pain and just check in with ourselves and say, "Okay, should I really be this offended? Should I really be this hurt by this situation? Or can I choose to move past it and above it? And I know these days, nine times out of ten, I can look at a situation, I can have an honest and open conversation with someone and then things get moved on. You know, I used to hold on to things. I used to not want confrontation because confrontation is not nice. No one likes that really. Well, some people Mm -mm. do, but I don't. (laughs) And, you know, but sometimes a gentle airing of whatever it is that's bothering you is the best way to move forward. You know, I mean... Having a difficult conversation with somebody can go very wrong very quickly if we make statements like, well, you did this and you did that. You know, if somebody says to you, you did something wrong to me, your back goes up straight away if you don't feel you did, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You just shut down. You're not listening anymore. So if you do want to have a conversation with someone to say, okay, well, what happened here made me feel then that's good. That's not saying to someone, you did this. Because they won't listen to you if you say that. If you say, Mm -hmm. this is how I feel, then they're going to be more receptive and open to listening to what you might have to say. You know, and that's how I tend to handle things now. I will say to someone, well, I feel this, and I, I really want to move past this. I don't want to feel like this. So what do you suggest we do? And if that person has nothing constructive to say (laughs) and all you get is confrontational attitude back, then maybe it's not that fixable. But if Mm -hmm. you use non-accusatory statements, you've got more chance. If you want to preserve a relationship with someone and you want to see it continue into the future, you've got more chance of that happening. No matter how hurt you are, by using those kind of statements. If you go in with, you know, well, I feel like this because of you, it won't work. So yeah. it, it's so difficult. It's so difficult when you want to keep a relationship with somebody going, whether it's family, friends, whatever, romantic partner, It you still have to kind of work on eggshells a little bit in order to try and get it resolved initially. Because just like three or four words I've seen people do it can completely explode a friendship or a relationship to a point where they can't take that back so how we choose even though we are hurt how we choose to speak about it if we want to preserve a relationship is something again you know sometimes you have to take the higher road you know and be the bigger person by thinking okay well I'm gonna have to put how I feel which often is like rah 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 (laughs) Mm -hmm. on the back burner, and just be compassionate in how you speak. And that's hard, right?
0: Yeah. And sometimes it's just, it's time for that relationship to be done. Oh, yeah. You know, even when it's with a family member sometimes. And, you know, we don't, we don't like that. We, you know, we, we fight against it internally as well as externally but sometimes we just we have to do what's best for us, and if we have a history of allowing others to influence us because, you know, they're family, they're supposed to love us, <laughs> they're supposed to support us, well, it doesn't always work that way. And we, just, we have to come to terms with what's best for me and how do I need to take care of me. That doesn't mean we don't love that person. It doesn't mean we don't honor and respect them. Maybe it just means that we don't need to socialize with them like we have in the past. And, and we have to somehow be okay with that. And the more we can send love and light to them, there may be a time that things are all smoothed out because you know, we are looking for that higher outcome. We're, we're setting that intention to create something better And in the end, that could be the case. But if it's not, everyone has their own journey. And ultimately, we're here to be in our own love source, to expand that love out to others. And if, where someone is, some individual is concerned, all we can be is angry and hurt. Because they just keep doing the same thing over and over again, and we can't, you know, we have no control over them. We have to take care of us and then heal that energy that's going on within us and be that love source and send that love out to others. And what I find is remarkable in that is that, you know, and Florence Shin has taught this that when we can sincerely send love and blessings. To another person then the things that they do don't have the power to hurt us like it doesn't has in the past so that love energy is just so very important and so powerful you know Florence teaches that love is the most powerful magnetic force in the universe and I totally believe that and when I can stay in that love energy then I know my life creates miracles and they're amazing but when i let fear come in that foreign energy that is really not a part of who we are it's a it's a human materialistic world thing that we've created then it wreaks havoc with my life and that can be in the form of unforgiveness towards someone else
1: i agree completely you know it's um even if I'm not happy with somebody and the way they've acted towards me, I always do still send love. Because whatever's making them unhappy, for them to behave in the way they are, that needs to be fixed for them. You know, And I don't mean that I'm going to try and fix it for them. No one can do that for you. You've always got to work on yourself. But if I can send some unconditional love that is outside of the fact that I might not be very happy with that person, then I'm helping them to change. I'm helping them perhaps to find that part of themselves and analyze it that needs to really become happier.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. yeah. it's true. We've, Happiness we've... is an exciting job.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is We've got a couple of comments in the uh, chat room I'd like to share those with everyone um, Julianne says that we're a tonic You two are such a tonic It says, certainly giving me food for thought And the tools to view things from a loving and healthy perspective Thank you Well, oh, you're welcome, you. Julianne Thank you for your, your sharing your thoughts with us and Lori says, um, she agrees with to, uh, Julianne, and she says they help us realize that we can do this and that it's okay to have doubts and bad days in the process. doesn't mean we've failed. It's just one moment, and we can start again tomorrow.
1: Exactly. It just means you're human, right? mm mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we all have those feelings. I mean, it's like us therapists and, and spiritual people, we, you know, we're not sitting on the cloud not feeling stuff. We still feel <laughs> everything. <laughs> and I know that I certainly have moments where I'm, you know, less angelic and I can start to feel the horns sprouting in regards to something <laughs> that's happening. But, you know, we've just got the tools to process it. That's all. That's all it is. And anyone can do that. Anyone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, each and every single one of us can choose To think differently about what it is that's causing us pain and that doesn't mean denial not at all Mm -mm. as we've been talking about earlier it's about sitting with how we really feel you know even if we don't like ourselves very much for how we feel about something we still are human beings and we are entitled to feel as we feel no matter how unpleasant that might be to the part of us that wants to be all love and light and sparkly and not feel bad things about people, we're going to feel that. We will feel it. And, it's, you know, as we go through life, we'll feel it in the future. And that's okay mm-hmm. too. If we work on it when it comes up and we don't push it away, we can keep going through life. Like I said, for me, it's like firefighting. I can't sit and stew on something. I have to just process it and then work on how I feel about it and then find a place of forgiveness. And we don't always have to announce that to the person or that's upset us. You know, we, as far as they're concerned, we may never speak to them again. But if we've made peace with how we feel and we've found a place of forgiveness towards that person great that's awesome and we don't have to stage some big song and dance about it you know some people think oh god if i forgive him i've got to talk to him about it oh no you don't have to you don't have to sometimes people may have hurt us so deeply you just can't have a conversation with that person ever again but you can make peace with how you feel about what happened
0: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely you know <clears throat> I, I drive around here in my local area. I don't go too far, um, but sometimes I, I do have to get into areas I'm not familiar with or the traffic is just, oh you know, there's got to be oh, just too many people on the highway sometimes and get cut off or someone scares me because they get way too close to me. And I used to just, you know, suck that up. And it's kind of silly, but... Now when somebody gets too close to me or they scare me in some way, especially if I'm riding by myself, <laughs> I might mm-hmm. yell at them, you know, actually yell at them, oh my God, you're such an idiot, you know, <laughs> or, or something like that. And just that act of releasing that energy, it, I the very first time I did that, it just totally shocked me how once it was out of my body in those words and that breath, that it went away. That anxiousness went away. And so then I follow it up with sending them love and light and angels to get them safely on their way. So that's a a very immediate shift out of fear or anxiety or anger that someone did something right there on the highway to that love energy to get us all to our destination safely. But I, I didn't expect that release, to feel that release when I yelled at that person. Because, you know, if you're in a conversation with somebody, and Rachel, I'm sure you're like like me, that you, you know, you, most of the time you're sit, standing there going, I can't believe they just did that, so you're totally speechless. But, you know, I've never started yelling at someone, and that's just not my nature. I've never done that. So in doing that in the car where it was safe, to do that nobody's going to hear me but me yeah that energy was negative that I was yelling about but it got it out of my body and then I could follow it up with shifting into a love energy that it was quite a remarkable experience so I, I started to you know just practice that when when I have an experience in the car I can release the anxiety and then follow it up with love immediately and It's really working for me.
1: Added bonus, you'll be entertaining people either side of you if you do it at a traffic light. (laughs) (laughs) You'll
0: look across and go, oh,
1: look, crazy lady, shouting at herself." No, but seriously, you're right. Venting is one of my favorite stress tools because an appropriate time and place for venting is so therapeutic and again that helps with processing your feelings before you can get to the forgiveness part I often find a good vent I am an Aries so you know venting is kind of our thing but I love a good vent because I I can't hold on to anger I literally feel the pain of holding on to it very quickly so for me I need to get that out of my system so Mm -hmm. a good vent whether it's Shouting with all the doors and windows closed, and so no one can hear me, usually with an expletive or two, because a good swear is very therapeutic in the right circumstances. Um, whether I just scream into a pillow or I write stuff down and then burn it, it's just so good because it is like an exorcism of just foulness. It's awesome. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just out of your body, it's out of your auric field, and it's not held on to. So I will emphasize the appropriate time and place part of what I just said, because venting, whenever you feel like it, that's just going to get you in trouble. But
0: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I am a big believer in it. I, I, I do love a good vent. I do. But I, I used to do sort of fairly comedy ones on Facebook on my personal account back in the day, but I, I don't do that so much now. I just tend to keep it to myself <laughs> and just vent <laughs> Vent in an appropriate manner but yeah i just yeah i I do i find venting well this the reason it's called venting right because like a volcano will have vents. you know there'll be these little fissures won't there where steam and gases are coming out but it's not a full-on eruption that's going to cause chaos so if you do have some kind of venting process that's not harmful to others whether it's you know kickboxing or you know just thumping pillows, whatever, whatever your renting thing is, do more of it if you're experiencing stressful situations. But just don't thump the person that you're feeling upset with if you need to forgive them because that won't help.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I do want to share with everyone that you know, last um, on our last show, the end of February, Rachel shared with us a beautiful. Meditation with Archangel Michael to disconnect and cut cords, and if you would like to listen in on that, just go back to that recording that was on February the twenty, the sixteenth, February sixteenth. That show, and she also has that on her website at Keen dot net. That's that's it's dot net, correct? Yes. Yeah. And on the soulkisses.com website, I have a full program of forgiveness that you can um, purchase there to help you process through with your angels uh, any kind of unforgiveness that you've been holding on to. You know, this is uh, such a huge topic for us to help us all to move forward and it like we talked before so many times we don't even realize that there are things from our past that we're holding in unforgiveness energy and whether it's conscious or subconscious that energy can still hold us back so if you get an opportunity and if you're wanting to improve your life that opportunity will come sooner than later because it'll pop up any energy that's less than love for you to heal and just know when that happens you know When I first started trying to actively, consciously do things to improve my life, all these other things would pop up, and it's like, why does every time I try to do something better, all this crap comes up? Well, that's just the way it works. It it comes up to be healed. It's not to punish you. It's this opportunity to heal those things that we've been holding on to subconsciously that have been holding us back and bringing us down into that painful energy that we really don't like and we don't want to create more of. So when you make that choice to improve your life and those things come up, no, it's not there to punish you. It's there to be healed, and it's crying out to be healed. And now you can do that. You've got tools. You've got Rachel and I are here, and you can call in with questions on you know, just like today, we we had people the last radio show talking about forgiveness, and so it, it made for our topic today. And we're here to support you. We uh, we have information on our websites. We're here to answer questions. Um, you know, you're our community, and we want to support you.
1: Absolutely. You know, it's it's really important to us both that we do give you the tools to help you make life better in whatever way it needs to be. Or to just, even if life's great, you know, it could even be more great with what we're putting out there. So, you know, any way you can put your energy into looking for ways to get your positive goals met in life, you know, rather than dwelling in a place of pain, that's good. You know, a life well lived is the best, Best outcome you could hope for. You know, Mm -hmm. so whatever way we can take back the power from the person that caused pain, you can plough that into something completely unrelated. You can plough it into ways to really look for the good things around you and be aware of them. This is all about personal power. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It really is. You know, we all have that power. feel differently and to think differently about whatever we feel is hurting us every single one of us and sometimes we forget that because we get so bogged down in the pain of it
0: yeah and Rachel and I have both been in those shoes where we've been sitting at the kitchen table thinking about our lives and feeling trapped and that we can't change anything but that's not true we can change things and you know there are times that you know we may want to beat ourselves up and you know you get 10 minutes of a pity party and then you got to be done and you know we do that we look at things and we, we experience them and and acknowledge them and then we process through it you know and and the thing is that if you don't look at it it's still hiding in the dark and those things that are hidden in the dark those things are scary There's no need Mm. to be afraid. Yeah, when we shine the light, like you said earlier, it's
1: very simple. When you shine the light onto something, even if it's going to make you uncomfortable temporarily, you do start to take any of that darkness and the sting away. It's like flipping on a
0: light switch. It's like flipping on a light switch, and when you do that in a room, the darkness dissipates.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean I've learned from experience that avoidance does not it doesn't help you fix anything ever. But if you meet something head on, even if it's uncomfortable and you look at it unflinchingly, you're halfway there.
0: Mhm. I totally agree. Well we want to thank everyone for being with us today. We've had a few people call in and First, there first, their hands was up, and then it wasn't, so I guess maybe we answered the question. But um, we welcome you to come in and, and ask questions, and thank you so much for being in the chat room today and for listening to our recordings. We're very grateful for you and, and look forward to answering any questions that come up for you or maybe a life experience that you're not sure of, or maybe you're having some unforgiveness that you're holding on to and you just... You just really don't know how to let it go. You know, in the interim of talking to one of us, perhaps ask your angels to show you what to do. You know, I found that when I ask my angels to show me things, it's like they can't wait to start revealing things to help me move forward in my life. And it's it's just creating miracles over and over again.
1: Yeah, sometimes if you think, how am I going to find a way to forgive through this and you can't see it and you don't know how you're going to do it, that's okay, it doesn't matter. You don't need to know how. Sometimes you've just got to send the thoughts up to whatever your higher power is and say, okay, I'd love a bit of guidance here. If I can't find my way to... Can you please show me the way? And that can help. You know, giving that over and feeling a sense of unburdening yourself that way can often lead to discovering that first step to forgiveness. You know, sometimes there are things that happen that are so cruel that you think, how am I ever going to forgive this? But there is always a way. And I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about, you know, having to convert to (laughs) some kind of religion or anything like that. I'm just talking about finding it within yourself, that power I was talking about earlier. That's
0: Mm -hmm. all. Okay, well, our next show will be on the 16th of March, and we are already looking forward to seeing you on the radio in two weeks. So thank you so much for being with us today. Have a lovely two weeks, and we'll see you on the radio.